Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hello friends, happy McHump Day. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Happy McHump Day. Or is it Happy McHappy Hump Day? Yeah, it's a, a happy, happy hump. A, a happy McHappy Hump Day to you. Listen, get your asses out to McDonald's. I don't care if you're like, nah, I don't like their coffee. I don't eat that food. Someone you know will. You can drop it off to them as a treat. It is, when I say it's for a good cause, I truly mean it. We've seen it firsthand. We've been to Ronald McDonald House because we won something. It was a cash prize that came with an award we won. And we said, we don't need the money, just donate it to Ronald McDonald House. So they invited us to come down on a tour. And for those who don't know what Ronald McDonald House is, they're amazing. It's a place near the hospital that allows families to stay so that they aren't staying in big, expensive hotels and they can walk very closely between the hotel and where they're sleeping. It also allows little ones to come and join so the whole family can be close to whatever Mm -hmm. sick child is in the hospital. If you ever, God forbid, end up in that situation, you're going to thank the stars that Ronald McDonald House exists because the work they do is amazing. Now, you threw up some, some objections. Oh, I don't, I don't eat McDonald's. I, I don't like, well, I'm keto. What do you say to someone like that? Oh, well, S- still get it for somebody else or just suck yes. it up and eat it for a day? Well, no, I wouldn't say you have to suck it up and eat it for a day. Of course not. And maybe you're like a hardcore um, vegan and nothing on that menu works for you. You can give it to somebody else. You can give someone. There's no excuse just because for like, if you can do it, do it. There's a million menu options on there. I think we've all seen the menu. Go and just buy fries for someone who likes fries or buy some cookies and save them. Muffins. Coffee. Buy, you know what I mean? You could buy a dozen muffins and, and save those for, for snacks for people. They're Like, come on, just get out and do it. Trust me. Or you know what? Maybe you're hearing this saying, no, truly, I don't need any of that food. You could make a donation. That's like, all you have to honestly, do. Honestly, and look into it if you really aren't sure. Like Scott mentioned, they've done so many great things. It isn't until you see it firsthand, too. Like, I had a girlfriend after we had visited the Ronald McDonald House who who used it, who used the Ronald McDonald House, and she will tear up just talking about how incredible it is. She goes back and helps every single year and volunteers her time when she can because it made such an impact on her and her family. So incredible work they do. It it truly is a good cause. I wish they had more than one McHappy Day, but I understand why they just can't do it because they're also a business. And these franchisees are doing a good job and hard work just to, of course, bring money through the door every day. Uh, But we appreciate you running the show for those who are doing the McHappy Day thing, for those who volunteer their time at the Ronald McDonald Houses. We will every single time mention it. Go out and get something. Do it, do it, do it. I'm bringing my kids to get McDonald's later on today. Yeah, because I'm a cool mom. You going to let them get the fries or is it going to be mandatory apple slices, mom? You know what I do? What? Apple slices and the fries and then I, they share. They share? Yeah, so I make ah. them have a f- like four apple slices and then a little bit of fries. They never finish the fries anyway, though. They're not big fry kids. They don't really like fries that much. Good job. All right. Um, I know you want to talk about Robert De Niro and so do I. We're going to get to that, and it's going to be a little bit heated because he just had another kid at almost 80 years old. But before we do, we have not touched this next subject yet, but I want to give it a little mention because the numbers suggest catastrophe. Following their partnership with transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch saw a significant fall in sales for the month of April, while other beer brands 
saw a rise. The report released by Beer Business Daily, the beer company, along with brands Budweiser and Bud Light, says that they face net losses for the four weeks in April leading up to April 29th. Bud Light in-store sales dropped 26% in the final week of April. AB volumes went down 12.5%, while Molson Coors up 8%. Constellation up 4%. Bud Light overall down 21.4%. Coors Light went up 11%. Miller Light Mm -hmm. 13%. A lot of numbers there, but basically the takeaway is Miller Light's going up, Coors Light's going up, and they're up while Bud Light is down. Are people still that angry about the transgender image on the can, or are people piling on? That's what I'm trying to understand. Like, at what point does Bud Light say, fuck, we're sorry, (laughs) god damn it, we didn't mean it? Did they not send out that press release yet? Uh, (laughs) A lot of people are going to lose their jobs and... Fuck, we just, hell, what do we need to burn a pride flag? What's it going to take for you people? We ended the partnership. Come on, have a Bud Light. Or is it done? Like, is that reputation just that far gone that they just got to scrap it and start over? Well, if it's a moneymaker, or it was at one point, and it isn't now, and I mean, the truth is in the numbers that you just read, that's not like hearsay. That's fact. People have actually switched from Bud Light to Coors Light. And we've heard, I don't know if you heard about the fight at the LCBO and it apparently stemmed over someone buying a Bud Light and the other person fucking screaming at them and then it it ended up with the cops called and stuff like that, which is not okay, by the way. Just let people buy what they want to buy. Let's all calm down. Mm -hmm. But it's causing fights, like physical fights. So yes, I, I, I believe it's because of this. What will it take, if that's the question, I think for them they're going to have to blow up whatever marketing department team, even if it wasn't their idea, which sucks, right? That would suck if you are not a part of these endorsements. And by the way, there's a whole chapter. I've been on the other end of it, right? Where these companies approach and they're like, hey, I'm a marketer for the X company and we'd like you to endorse our product. You're going to get X amount of money when you post a social about us. It's a paid partnership. Here's how much money you're going to get, blah. And some of the time they do a little digging. In fact, I've actually had to uh, allow them to dig deep into my personal background. Some of the bigger companies will do that. I am shocked that they didn't do their own research to figure out what would happen. Now, this person did nothing wrong, that said, right? It's not like they went and killed a bunch of people or anything (laughs) like that. So, but they should have done the research to think, is this demographic we're after going to be okay with it? So nothing was done enough there. In my opinion, I think the only way, if the, if it's about money, and it's always about money with business, this is business, they're probably going to have to, maybe not release that press release saying, the fuck, but say, hey, you know, we've heard you, we've seen this, here's, what, here's the steps we've taken. And I think that means some people are going to lose their jobs that maybe not necessarily should, that maybe weren't a part of this process, because there's a separate, you know, area in marketing that does the endorsements. There's a whole different departments for a lot of these bigger companies that just do that, that look for influencers and go, oh, they're pretty cool. Oh, they have a good following. Oh, they're not thinking what will happen when they do it. Is this the right actual target demo? And unfortunately, that might mean the entire system of marketing in that company may have to be blown up and then something released saying, we've hired, blah, make it a great, you know, person with a respectful resume that makes sense for the brand. And that might change the tune. I'm not even sure that'll work. Would they be smart to bring in someone who is more or less perceived as 
anti-trans, like no. Kid Rock. Could they bring in Kid Rock, no. the guy who shot up the Bud Light can with Dylan Mulvaney on it? Could they do that no. and say, hey, listen, well, we've turned a new leaf. We're not into the gays anymore. Now we're well, just looking for the beer audience. Could they do that? And I know that that sounds harsh, I know, yeah. but I'm wondering how do they get out of this spiral that they're in because it's going to keep getting worse. Every month that comes out where they say Bud Light sales were down again, their sales will continue to drop because people are now cheering it on. They want to see the collapse yeah. of this brand simply because they tried to partner with a trans influencer. Yeah, maybe the answer is not to partner with with some influencers. And that's, you know what, that's too bad. You know, that, that kind of sucks because maybe your thought was in doing that, like, hey, maybe we can reach a whole new audience by doing this, not realize it. And that's what happened, right? Let's be honest. They thought, let's reach a new audience because this person has a lot of following, uh, a lot of followers. They do. Let's reach a new audience. Not thinking, oh, wait, that, that many, 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 many other millions of followers might not like that we did that. That's what it was. It was more thinking forward as opposed to realizing what you already have. It, again, it sucks that this is the case, but maybe, I mean, maybe the, maybe the truth is you don't, do you go with someone super safe from then on? Do you even go with a person? No. Maybe you revert to an animal. You like, have I mean, to. Budweiser had the puppy for the longest time and the puppy thing worked for a lot of people. Ah, fucking cute puppies. Maybe you go that route. Maybe you take a different animal and you use that, do something that's not polarizing to anybody. Well, Bud has the, the Clydesdales. And I mean, they've been an iconic symbol of right. Budweiser for a long time. Right, right, right. Maybe Bud Light needs to be a little more like Bud, just the light version of Bud. I don't know what they're going to yeah. do, but as I understand it, here's the problem here. There's all these marketing experts that are saying things like the younger generation is woke. They only want uh, conscious companies that are inclusive and yada, yada, yada. And I'm sure the people in the marketing department at Bud Light took that information and said, okay, well, let's be a little more inclusive. Let's be a little more woke. Let's be a little more sensitive to the younger generation and start cultivating the next generation of Bud Light drinkers. The thing is, the current generation doesn't seem to be accepting this controversy. Either they didn't accept the controversy or they love it and they want to see a giant fall. Mm. It's amazing how many different comments are coming out and it's happening very brazenly too. Uh, one of the big country stars just last week said, imagine sitting at a bar and ordering a Bud Light now. It will never happen. Mm -hmm. And people hear shit like that and they think, ooh, fuck. Better not order a Bud Light. Hopefully I go to somewhere that's got a Coors or maybe I'll just have a mixed drink because I don't want to be seen with a Bud Light. That's what it's doing. It's creating this, this weird vortex where if you're caught drinking a Bud Light, all of a sudden you're woke. What if you just happen to like Bud Light? I like Bud Light. I used to drink it all the time. You know, Although I haven't had one in a long time. Because of this? No, I hadn't had one before that. <laughs> I just haven't conti I don't continued even think not I've ever, having them. I don't even think I've ever had Bud Light. I'm not a humongous beer person anyway. But I am, but like I mentioned though, the LCBO fight that happened, like it's a literal fight. So if you do, let's say you do go in and you're like, ah, I'm buy a case of Bud Light. Let's see if, let's say it's even someone who doesn't know what's going on. Are they seriously at Target now? Like that's, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Well, this is probably the compromise. Let's leave what personal choice people make to them. Yeah. I said it when it came to shots and I'll say it when it comes to beer. Whatever someone's drinking, mind your own fucking business. Who cares what someone else is drinking? Now, if you think Bud Light has gotten too woke or if they made that big uh, political miscalculation, 
fine, don't drink it. Mm-hmm. But stop beating up other people because yeah. you think they've got a, a trans can or a pride can. Oh, it's almost June. Do you think they're going to bring back the rainbow cans? Because usually Bud Light comes in rainbow cans in the month of June. I don't know. Look, I don't they even, honestly, this at this Maybe point, not. I don't know what the, the, they're thinking. Obviously, I would, n- I would not want to be in that boardroom ever, ever. And I would be worried for my job if I worked there during this time. So I feel for those people, like I said, who weren't even involved because I have a feeling jobs will be lost over this and it's not even necessarily everyone there's fault. It's good. Like I said, it's, it's a couple people that are in charge of endorsements. That's it. And unfortunately, we don't, most of society will not, who hates this, who hates that Bud Light did this, won't care that it's Janine Walker and, and Clive Smith's job and they did it. They don't give a shit. It's Bud Light to them. It was a can of Bud Light. It was Bud Light. So that's what happens when these people, when, when you let them take control, I suppose, of it. Maybe that's one of the problems they faced. This doesn't always happen, though. There's a lot of companies out there that have made great endorsement deals and have had ver- a lot of success uh, having influencers do their the work uh, to get people interested. So not to say that the, what they did was necessarily wrong, but they were looking over here when they should have been looking at the bigger picture, right? I think that's what happened. It was a polarizing stance to a lot of people, and they didn't like that Bud Light did that. There's a lot of people who think that this is a political movement, not uh, a, a whatever other kind of movement. So we'll see where it goes. But either way, if I'm over at Molson Coors right now and Coors light sales have spiked as much as they have because of the Bud Light controversy, they're either throwing a party every day at Molson Coors or they are walking a tightrope and shitting their pants. We better not do anything to screw this up. I'd like to know, actually, just from the other side of things, I'd like to know how Dylan Mulvaney feels about all of it but we'll probably never know Uh, because a lot of time when you sign these endorsement deals and you get paid to do these things, you actually sign things. You can't make comments about anything. In some cases, if they ask you to take it down, and is that the case here, by the way? Because I don't see it as as I just glanced through. I'm not sure. Maybe it's on Instagram only. If they, unless they ask you to take it down, you have to keep it on your profile for a certain amount of time. You're not allowed to comment on your endorsement deal, et cetera, et cetera. It's like an NDA. But I, uh, man, again, I don't envy anyone in the position of working for Bud Light in that, whether you work at the board or anything. Before we get to Robert De Niro, I just want to mention this quickly. I'm a big Jeopardy fan. And normally, I'm not bragging, but when I watch Jeopardy, I usually do pretty well. I get almost all of the questions right, sometimes not in the appropriate amount of time, but I at least am on the right track. Makes me feel good. I can walk around the house and brag to the dog about what a genius I am. It's great. (laughs) This Jeopardy Masters tournament is on right now with the top money winners of all time from the show. I watched it last night and I was pumped and it's on in prime time too. 8 p.m. Jeopardy. I watched it last night and I felt like a total moron. Well, yeah, it's the Masters. Like, I knew that they were going to make it a little harder. Last night, I didn't even understand the fucking questions. There was a few categories where I'm like, what? 14th century poets. Who the fuck knows that in 2023? And these guys knew the answers off the top of their head. Of course they did. The, because those brains work differently They absorb things differently. Anyone who can spit out that kind of information about everything all the time. I don't know if it's photographic memory. There's something beyond that, I think, for some of these people. But it is absolutely incredible. I'm going to tune in a little bit tonight. It's on for the next little while, guys. And before we get to uh, before we get to De Niro and stuff, too. Did I tell you what Dave ended up uh, doing yesterday after after the podcast here? 
No. He sat me down in his office and I'm going to say made me watch Megadeth music videos. Why? Because we were talking about Megadeth and he needed to make sure that I understood the significance of Megadeth. Oh, come on. And- <laughs> Dave. It's funny. My cousin actually listens to the podcast. What's up, Brad? He also said, don't you dare shit on Megadeth. I was like, did we shit on, did we shit on Megadeth? I mean, I don't think we did. We just kind of poked fun at a Megadeth show and we don't really know what to do. I was more making fun of but, myself because they scare me. It, I, I don't know anything about Megadeth. And now I think, I think, Scott, we accidentally got invited to the next metal show. Dave's wow. like, no, you gotta, you gotta experience it. Come to the show. Yeah. So now... Thanks, Scott. We're going to have to go next time. And then we're going to be the ones on the podcast the next day going, we went to a show last night. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you thanks, were- <laughs> Scott. You started it. You had to have a conversation with people around here about the concert. And then you had to talk about it. And now people are saying that we have to go and experience it before we talk shit about it. Which, again, I don't think we were talking shit about it. But there you go. You made us go to a metal show. Congratulations. Well, hopefully it's a good metal show. I don't even show. know what a good metal show is. I wouldn't even know. I was hoping for like REO Speedwagon or I, Sticks I, or something like that. Honestly. I wanted some nice yacht rock. I wouldn't even know what a good one is from a bad one. Yeah, I wouldn't know I either. didn't. It, I was familiar with Megadeth. I've heard that phrase before. I didn't realize they go way back. Their music videos are old. Like, I mean, they're old. But doesn't it just sound like one guy's playing the guitar and the other guy's screaming into the microphone? Like, I don't know if he's singing words or not. It just sounds like yelling to me. I don't know. I don't know, but we're going to have to find out, apparently. Well, that's bullshit. We might get fired if we don't. Well, here's the difference between you and I. I'm not afraid to tell Dave to go fuck himself. (laughs) I was sitting there going, "Uh okay. Uh Oh, great. Music video looks good, man. Hopefully Scott can get us out of this. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see Beyonce. (laughs) Um, at 79 years old, and, and congratulations to our colleagues over at ET Canada who broke this story. It was an ET Canada reporter who posed the question. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, legendary Robert De Niro, has admitted that at 79 years old, he just had his seventh child? Seventh, seventh, seventh child. Seventh yeah. kid. He's closer to 80 than he is to 79. He's that old, and he has a newborn. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, first of all, I mean, he could still have a baby. Wow. Isn't that impressive? Is that a little impressive just in terms of... Guys can shoot their shot just about right, forever, right, right, really. Right, I mean, those right. swimmers will swim. I just think it's so selfish. So, I, you know what? I think it starts to get selfish in midlife sometimes to have a kid. And by that, I mean, like, probably, like, 50s. And if I hear, like, a 50-something is having a baby, I think, like, oh. And the only reason I say that is because I feel for the kid. I just put myself in the kid's shoes. It's not necessarily about the – usually it's a male, okay? Usually it's a male, right? Sometimes it is a female. We're talking about a female giving birth to, for sure. There's a lot of 50-year-old women who have, who have kids. And I just think that that sounds difficult. But that's, it's not about that. I think more about the child, and how much time the child gets to have with mom or dad. Yeah. Is it morbid? Of course. That's me. Hi. But when I think about an 80-year-old, and yes, he's almost 80, having a baby, God, that baby will be lucky to even have a, like a slight memory of dad. Like, let's be honest. Unless he lives to 120 healthy, 
You know what I mean? He's not going to be able to see all of those things. And doesn't he feel bad about that? Doesn't he think, oh, my baby boy or baby girl, you know, I'm not going to see their this and that and that milestone and that milestone. I'll never I, walk her down the aisle or anything sure, like that. Sure, so there's yeah. that. And then there's the other side. Like I said, like to lose a parent is good. I've never experienced it. It sounds like the worst thing to happen. Like to lose a parent is the most heartbreaking moment, I'm sure, in a lot of people's lives. It's a moment that you dread. It's a moment you don't want to think about. And when it happens, I'm sure, you know, you you have a lot of regrets. So to think that there's going to be, that there's babies out there with parents who know that they're at end of life, like toward the end of life, right? It's just to me so selfish because now they're put in a position of, I'm not going to know my dad that long. And in some cases, mom, but usually, like I said, usually it's the male, right? The, the women are usually, and I think his girlfriend, by all means, I'm sure is younger and she's healthy and all the, in fact, she, I think she's a Taekwondo instructor or something like that or jujitsu or something. I don't know. Don't fuck around. Healthy. Great. So, but uh, it, it worries me. It makes me a little mad, to be honest with you, when this happens and to say it so proudly, like, yeah, I got a seventh job. Huh? Like, uh, I feel bad for the kid. Automatically, I feel bad for the kid. I... I don't disagree with you. I personally think it's unfair to the kid, but I also don't know what the compromise is. Nature more or less dictates when a woman is done having kids, but guys can continue doing it for just about as long as they can get it up. Yeah. And now they've got drugs to make sure you can get it up. Yeah. And and I think uh, the thought of intentionally bringing someone into this world at 79 years old, it is unfair to the kid because you're depriving the kid of a lot of experiences and you're going to set the kid up for some pretty substantial mourning and grief. Having said that, A, you can't prevent accidents from happening. That's one thing. Second thing here is I don't know when the right age is. Like, should guys be cutting themselves off at 50, 55? 60, even 60s, cutting it a little close. When you think about the life milestones that mm-hmm. happen to a person in their 20s mm-hmm. before they hit 30 or under 35, 60 might be a lot. He's almost fucking 80. Yeah. And while that kid is going to be set for life with money, not going to have a dad there, likely not going to have a dad there, uh, clapping in the stands at his t-ball yeah. games and tying up his skates yeah. before uh, whatever. And Sorry, I don't know why I'm assuming he's having a boy. It could be a girl. I don't know what it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all those things that you would, as a child, want your parents to be there for, likely not going to experience it. And it's kind of a morbid topic because nobody wants to think about a parent dying, but I really think that mom and dad here, De Niro, should have thought about a parent dying when they decided they were going to have a baby at 79 years old. I mean, I think so. And then I layer it with all kinds of other things that go along with it. I mean, geez, I had kids at 30 and 32 and I'm, I was freaking tired. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're telling me you're getting up and helping out mom there? Probably not. I mean, he has money. We all know this. So, but I don't think that's an excuse to not do shit. Cause I guarantee you at 80 years old, he has a he obviously has a great excuse not to stay up all night and help out with baby all the time. And not to say maybe he doesn't do some diapers. It's quite possible. But at his age, he also has to be really careful, right? He's not running around chasing after the kid, probably. And even then, like, you're missing out on stuff. I don't, I, I don't understand it. It upsets me and disappoints me when I hear that someone's having a baby over a certain age. 
That's just the truth. And and 80s old. Like, I mean, I even think about Alec Baldwin. He and his wife had a bunch of kids more recently, right? Even to me, Alec Baldwin, who's not as old as De Niro, sounded old to me. There are some, again, like 50, that's my probably my threshold of like, okay. But then after that, I mean, I, I question it. And look, I know I'm going to get DMs because I've talked about it before. And there's some people who say, oh, no, it's, you know, whatever. But I've also had DMs from people who fully agree with me because they've had that experience. They had a father who was in his 60s when they were born and died. And they didn't get to know their father as well as they did. They have to search for answers about who their dad was because they just weren't around long enough to see them do anything. And it upsets them. So again, I think about the kids. I think we should always think about the kids. And in that regard, Robert De Niro, you're a selfish son of a bitch. Hear me out. What if we took Robert De Niro and put him on a can of Bud Light? (laughs) Would that solve the problem? Here's a guy that you used to love, and now he's really old. He's also polarizing these days, though, for some people, too, though. The way he talks. He's very political. Yeah, he's very political. He doesn't give a fuck what you think of his opinion. He's going to tell you what he thinks. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned our buddy Dave Blizzard. As far as I know, he's going to join us Friday on After 9. Do you know what Dave's favorite song of all time is? Favorite song of all time? I don't know if I do. I know this because we've been best friends for like 20 years, but I know his favorite song, and... Most people would probably guess, ah, oh, it's probably like Metallica or something like that because Dave is the world's biggest Metallica fan. Let me play for you the favorite song of Dave Blizzard, Dave Freestyle Blizzard, and that'll tell you why I'm playing it here on After Nine. I'm not kidding. Wow. This is his favorite song. Really? And when it gets to this part here, Dave will do the, he you say. Hear what I want to. You say. Ah, God damn it! Listen to that voice. I only hear what I want to. He knows all the words, and he does a perfect impression of it. This is uh, Lisa Lowe. You say. It's called "Stay." I missed you. I talk so all the time. <laughs> so. I think it was that girl with those glasses back in the nineties. And I thought what I felt was simple, and I thought that I don't believe. You can go ahead this and sing. Is like a, this is on a Now CD. <laughs> Do you remember Now? Oh, I remember Now. I think now. it was on a Now. Okay, let's just hear the magic, and then I'll cut it off. Here we go. I missed you. Okay, all right, that's enough of that. That, the, could, that could probably stay in the 90s for me. Oh, fuck, really? Yo, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, did no, you, no. You, I was never a big fan of that kind of sound. And the, could you not was, hear it? No, I could definitely. <laughs> I've heard it. I was never a fan of that real. That's like, uh, there's a couple of artists that were around at that time that all to me sounded the exact same, and Lisa Loeb was one of them. Natalie Imbruglia was another yeah, one for me. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't actually hate Natalie Imbruglia's song. I don't hate I, any of them. But for me, it's just like, then you know what it is? You know what? We always equate music to memory, right? Yep. And that's why, what do I always say? Like early 2000s, hip hop, R&B, that's the shit. That's the best time for me. It equates to all good memories. I don't really have a lot of memories from that time. I just remember hearing it maybe on the radio. 
I wonder what the memory is for Dave Blizzard because I guarantee you that's linked to a memory. Whether he wants to admit it or not, that's linked to a memory for him. Maybe it was like a crush of his at the time he was thinking about, or maybe it was, a, I don't know, something else that happened. He was a teenager and she was the hottest thing at the time. Okay, well, She's probably like top of his spank bank. Maybe that was it. Maybe Could that be. was it. But you know what I mean? It's always linked to memory. But anyway, there's like, to me, that whole like, ugh, there's a whole time where everybody sounded the fucking same. And that was it for me. It was Lisa Loeb, Natalie Brilliant, like all that shit sounded the same. And it still lives today on stations that play today's light favorites. And yeah, that's true. So Lisa Loeb here, iconic one hit wonder and the fantasy of many a man <laughs> in the Gen X generation. Is it the glasses thing? Was it like a, like a dirty, like a secret librarian dirty thing? Well, like she did look like, like that. Is that what it was? The glasses did Well, it. that's what I was wondering. Yeah. So, so you think that's it? Took the glasses off. That song's not a hit. You think so? <laughs> no, I'm oh, kidding. All right. She kind of looks like you, though, as I look at the, the video here. You guys oh, look really? very similar. Oh. It, it's not a diss. Okay. <laughs> She's fine. A lot of guys liked her. Okay. So anyway, um, there's a big throwback vibe in advertising right now. Maybe you've seen, I think it's Skip the Dishes that brings back some of those old singers like, oh, here's Khalees yes. singing about a milkshake. The Uber One is another one. Is, Uber yeah. One. Yeah, they had Montel Jordan and a whole slip. Diddy was involved. Yeah, it was great. In comes Goldfish Crackers and they thought, how can we market our new Old Bay Goldfish Crackers? Dylan Mulvaney. No, 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 no. Fuck. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no, we're going to get canceled. No, I'm kidding. So Lisa Loeb has been recruited by the great people at Goldfish Crackers to do a custom Goldfish Crackers song. Listen to this. Every time I hear it, it just hits, you know? Shit, it's so good. Sounds good though. It's flawless, yeah. cat. Hands down, the best cracker ever. The greatest snack to ever grace my tongue. We accidentally ate them all. Please bring them back sometime, cause we missed you. Yeah, yeah, we missed you. It's so good. What a great campaign. Tell me oh, people fun. are not going to remember so, Old Bay Goldfish Crackers after that. I'm trying to think about the demo that they're trying to reach with this too. See, now I'm going to go, let's go back to the marketing seat for a second. Are they trying to, they're trying to get to those like, yeah, they're trying to get to like the parents of kids now. I don't know. For me, I buy goldfish for my kids. So I'm probably someone who they would demo to. Right? Uh, maybe. The Old Bay ones, though. Old Bay Old is a Old Bay great... is like a classic thing, though. Isn't there like chips that are Old Bay or there used to be? Well, so Old Bay started off as like a seafood seasoning in Maryland for like crab and stuff like that. Yeah. And it got so popular, myself included. I used to go to Maryland like four times a year for uh, various work projects. And, and I used to bring back Old Bay. And now they sell it everywhere. It's a right. very popular staple. Putting it on goldfish crackers. I've never tried it that way, but I don't know that kids would like Old Bay that much. I don't much. know either. So I think this is mainly for the seafood Adults. aficionados. The, the ones Adults. who want to go back to their youth, though. That makes sense, right? This is a high 90s people, artist. Drunk people. Drunk, 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 high, you name it. 
<laughs> oh, that's cool. I do like when they're bringing back like the throwback artists because you wonder, like nothing. She was just a one hit wonder, huh? Yeah. Like, nothing ever happened after that. Yeah. She's probably really? still making money off that song. I don't oh, know if it's enough to yeah. live off of, but she's making money. Interesting. Off of it. All right. Uh, God, we're so light on time here. Okay, so I'm just going to run a couple of quick things by you. AMC has announced they are going to start making their own line of movie theater candy because they say inflation is so high that they would mm -hmm. have to raise their prices so much that their concessions would be out of control. So they're going to start making like knockoff versions of the popular candies that you buy at theaters and they'll be able to sell it for less than the premium kind. Interesting. Okay. So you can have Twizzlers or you can have AMC sugar sticks <laughs> or whatever they call them. <laughs> Red swirly sticks. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. They're not going to taste the same. I assume they're going to partner with someone who makes candy to begin with, though, but it's just not going to be the brand name. That's okay. Options are fine. The cost of inflation for everything, I think we all know, is insane. And candy apparently is up to the 30% mark. So that's quite a difference. Like if you're about to buy a candy 30% higher than it was a year ago, you'll notice. My question would be, though, doesn't everyone just shove shit in their purse like me? Like, I don't buy stuff at the concession unless it's popcorn, because theater popcorn is the best kind of popcorn. Absolutely. When it's warm and it's fresh and it's topped with that oil and you don't even know what the hell it's made of. You don't care. It tastes great. That's the only thing I buy from the theater. Otherwise, like, I sneak drinks into my purse. I sneak everything in, in with my purse. Well, it's because you have a purse. What am I supposed to do? But get a purse. Here's what I think the movie theater should do. In the same, this was a great idea, and I don't say this very often. Kathleen Wynne, when she was Premier of Ontario, did one thing that was great for this province. Bring your own wine. You pay a small uncorking fee, and you can bring whatever bottle of wine you want to whatever restaurant you want. Great. Let's have a candy corking no. fee at the movie theater. For no. five bucks, bring whatever you want in. No. No, because I do that anyway, and I don't pay five bucks. <laughs> well, Why would I want to pay five dollars for something I don't need to pay for right now? Wouldn't it be nice to know you're not fucking scamming no, anybody? No, I don't give a shit. The cost of the tickets is high, and like I said, I'm still buying popcorn. Leave me alone. Give me a break. If I want to sneak a bar into my purse, I will. Also, sometimes you have to when you want to keep kids sitting in their, their asses in that seat. And it's for the best for everybody in the theater if the kids just stay in their damn seat. So for the kids' movies, don't you dare come up to me, theater guy, and ask what's in my purse. Because guess what? One day you'll have kids too. You remember this face. You remember me. And then trust me, they'll run away. It's fine. If anybody right now is listening to this pod that works in a movie theater, and I'm thinking younger people, they probably just got a shiver down their spine. Like, holy They're not asking people though. Holy fuck. I hope she never They're, comes into my theater. I don't want to check her I've, purse. <laughs> I've been to the theater so many times and I always bring the big purse. There's the big purse and the small purse. It's got to be the big purse. And I'll put things in there. No, Not one time have I been asked. They don't care. I'm buying the movie ticket. It's not like I'm sneaking into the movie for free or anything like that. I'm buying a movie ticket. Like I said, I'll buy some popcorn. Otherwise, leave me alone if I got to bring something else like little bags of goldfish inside. Okay, so let's say, for example, you're going into the theater and you've got your purse and you know you're just smuggling a whole bunch of fucking contraband in all there kinds, and stuff man. like that. Oh, I've had cans of Zevia in there. Like, I've done it all. I wonder at what point they say, okay, you know what? Let's check this. Like, would you have to like roll in a carry on? Like what, if you're flying or something yeah. like that, full of snacks, yeah. is, is that where they're going to say, wait a second, we need to check that. If I'm going with enough people and I come in with a roll, roll on carry on thing, don't, don't, don't stop me. Okay. Just let me go. Let it be. And finally, it's the last time I'm going to talk to you while the Leafs are still in the playoffs, potentially. Possibly. I think they're going to get it done tonight. Can you? Oh, I think, I you, think so. I think you said that last time, though. Well, Maybe we should do the opposite of what we did. La what did we do last time? I, I know. We just keep calm. I'm just playing the odds. What are the odds that they lose four straight? 
Now, right. what are the odds they lose three straight or two straight? What are the odds they lose four straight? So I think I'm on the right side of it when I say I think they're going to win this one tonight. I've said this, bef- I've said this before. I said this this morning, actually, on our radio show. So maybe you heard me say it. And maybe this is your first time hearing it today. I'm curious to know how Leafs fans feel about this because this is where I'm at as a Leaf fan. We're in the second round, which is great. Like, I feel like big monkey off the back. We got the first We got the first round out of the way. We did it. So now I say we. I hate when, I hate when people do that, and I'm doing it. Fine. But anyway, Leafs are in the second round. I would rather the Leafs lose this game tonight than go to game seven and lose that. Really? Am I alone? Like, I'm, I truly want to hear from Leafs fans. And you could DM me at Voice of Cat. It's Cat with a K. Just DM me. I want to do a quick poll from the podcast listener, Leaf fans. Tell me, or even if you're not even a Leaf fan, you're a fan of something else, wouldn't you rather your team, like, suck balls in the second round and go sketch, just get swept? And you, oh, you fucking sucked and there's no doubt about it. Then, like, oh, shit, they were so close to getting to third round, but they fucked it up in overtime or something like that. Like, maybe it's just because I've been there in so many times in that game seven position of watching game seven, being so close. Sometimes it's OT, sometimes it's not. And then feeling like there's hope when there's not. That's why I'd rather just just shoot, just just take the dog out back and shoot it tonight if we're going to just keep this thing lingering on. You know what I'm saying? Hang on, hang on. Nope, I don't see any of those comments in your NHL.com interview. <laughs> he never no. asked me specifically about that. In fact, would you rather your team I, just lose it in four or lose it in seven? If they would have, I would have said the exact same thing. It was a great article, by the way. Cat featured on NHL.com. The voice of TikTok is also a Maple Leafs fan. Gotta go, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow for a Throwback Thursday. Bye-bye.